Hi, everyone. Welcome. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital, Trinity Health of New England. Welcome to another edition of Medically Speaking. I hope you're all sitting by your radio tonight uh, with the beverage of your choice, a nice dinner, and it's a rainy night. So I hope you're there listening to us. And we're really excited tonight to have with us a doctor that's been with St. Mary's Hospital and now the Trinity System for a really long time, but is kind of retired now. I am semi-retired, but I've been with the uh, St. Mary's Hospital Trinity System for 42 years. 42. So I hate to tell you this, but that's as long as I've been in it. So we've known each other then for 42 years? 42 years, correct. Wow. So I have with me Dr. Peter Jacoby, who was our former chief of our emergency room and is now staying on during his retirement as chairing our wound center. Yes, medical director of the Wound Center at St. Mary's. So he is going to talk to us about our Wound Center. We thought it was a topic, particularly this month, I believe, is Wound Month. Yes, it is. Right? The month of June. So there's not a lot of information out there that people know or understand about wounds and wound care and when they should seek a physician or a wound center to help them with their healing. So I want to talk to Dr. Jacoby first about the wound center at St. Mary's Hospital and how long it's been there and some of the things we treat, some of the latest in treatments, and actually how you can actually go to the wound center without, an, without not an appointment, but without a referral. So let's talk a bit about the wound center and how long it's been here. The wound center actually opened in 2004. Our then CEO, Bob Ritz, said to me, hey, Peter, do me a favor. Uh, go down to that wound center and uh, help get it started, will you? And uh, we're going to build you a great place. <laughs> well, uh, we started it. Um, it's booming, and I'm still waiting for the great place that they're going to build me. Because you're in the same spot. I'm in the exact same spot. It's been a little bit done over, but... It's not like we've moved into that great space. No. no. However, you've made it a great space. It is a wonderful space. The staff is absolutely superb. It's one of the few places that I can think of that actually practices both medical medicine and holistic medicine. Mm. And the nurses are totally in tune to the patient. Mm -hmm. As are the physicians, but I really give credit to the nurses in that. Their approach to the patient, to the patient's family, and we talk about everything that might affect the patient's wounds, from their ability to get up and move about, how well they can stand, whether they can just pivot, what's their nutritional status, how much protein do they take in, if they're diabetic, mm. what are they doing about their diabetes? How controlled is their diabetes? If they have peripheral arterial disease, um, you know, are you still smoking? How can we help you quit smoking? So there's a tremendous approach to the overall wellness of the patient. And the remarkable thing is to watch how patients react to that in such a positive manager, manner, uh, such a positive manner. I can tell you just this past week, yeah. uh, we had a just wonderful patient, Hispanic, who had three separate wounds when I first met him. He had been in the hospital for quite some time. And had developed some bed sores from not being able to move, plus other 
areas on his body, diabetic, wonderful guy, as sweet as could be. And it took us a long time to heal him, but he did heal out two weeks ago. Wow. And literally his his wife said to me, I know you're not allowed to do this, but I have to give you a hug and say thank you. <laughs> and to watch the two of them go down the hall holding hands in their late 70s, oh, so happy that he was now discharged. Absolutely. I have another patient, just a wonderful woman, 37, had horrible disease from kidney failure on dialysis, had wounds that have probably 50% morbidity, mortality within one year of diagnosis. Another hospital had wanted to amputate both her legs, and she absolutely refused and came to us. Miraculously, we worked well with her over the last nine months, but she was discharged this week. Wow. And is now on the list for a kidney transplant and wow. has her life back. Wow, that's amazing. And, you know, that holistic approach, you're not just treating the wound. You're treating the whole patient. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you want to teach them new ways of living a better and healthier life so they don't have issues with wounds. But if they do, they know where to go because you've you've taught them this whole approach. Well, you know, we try to put our name out there more and more. The yeah. frightening statistic in America is I think there are 7 million people in America with chronic wounds of whom only 1 million are in treatment which means there are a lot of chronic wounds out there that are not being treated unfortunately some are just seeing anyone and not realizing the amount of time and effort that goes into healing these wounds. There's nothing special about wound healing. I I tell my patients all the time, the body heals you. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything special. I don't have a wand. I have some great products that I can use. Right. But since if you cut yourself, you put a Band-Aid on it, and a couple of weeks later, it's all gone. Right. Because the body will heal you. But what happens is when a wound gets old... And especially if it develops a crater, so it becomes an ulcerated wound. Our normal byproducts of our skin slough off, fall into the wound, and make it an old wound. Mm. And the body says, eh, it's an old wound. Don't worry about it. Let it sit. So then it doesn't heal. So it doesn't heal unless it gets infected. And then the body says, oh, boy, we're in trouble now. But if not, the body just lets it sit. So what we do on a weekly basis Mm. is take an old wound and make it a new wound. Open it back up. By cleaning out and Mm. debriding all that dead material, all that stuff that we normally slough off every week. I mean, we're not snakes. The whole skin doesn't come off in one piece. But yes, we slough off skin every day. And we make it a new wound. And there's products on the market today that allow us to enhance the healing of the wound. So you mentioned the team. So before we go down the type of patients that you see, let's talk about the team because there's a special training that goes into being part of a wound center, right? So, and what, who makes up your team and what does that training encompass? So on the physician side, we have uh, three full-time and one, I'll call him part-time because he's just going to start, uh, physicians, myself, Uh, Dr. Zarif and Dr. Palesti, two local surgeons who've been doing wound care for uh, Dr. Palesti as long as I have, and I think Dr. Zarif probably just as long. 
Uh, they are superb in their wound care. And we've just brought on Dr. Kukowski out of the emergency department, who's going to start part-time. Oh, that's great. And I look at this. Those are the four physicians right now that cover the wound center. I'm semi-retired, so I take a lot of the clinics. Um, semi means I'm not working the 60 to 80 hours a week I used to work You're in the emergency department. just working the 45 department. to 50. Yeah, no, I'm down. Actually, I'm down <laughs> right now to about 25, which is Get really out, pretty I good. I can't believe. I kind of like that. Um, so those are the four physicians that cover the wound center. We also have nurses who are specially trained in wound care. Yeah. Um, apart from our nurse manager, we have a program director. And we also have an HBO or hyperbaric oxygen nurse slash technician who oversees that area. And part of the reason we need that team is it does take time to get the patients in, worked up completely. Every week they get a photo taken of their wounds. They get the wounds measured. And then you work, one of the nurses works with each individual doc as the case manager and walks with us and makes sure they're in the room for every patient. So there, so if a patient starts with a particular physician, will they see that, usually see that physician throughout? Yes, yes. We right. try and keep you on the same day, yep. morning or afternoon. Now, if you can't make it, anyone in the group will see you. That's right. not a problem. But right. overall, you stay with the same person throughout. Unless, of course, I've seen patients on an emergent basis and they say, well, I can't come this day. Right. Well, that's okay. We're going to send you then to Dr. Zarif on that's Tuesday right. morning. And, and that works out fine. And your team does go for this specialized training? Yes, there is specialized training. And then there's continuing education. The nurses are trained. And everyone does follow what we, we're really run by a management company called right. Hillogics. Mm -hmm. And they have certain guidelines that they have put out that we try to follow across the board. We do believe in what they've put out. So very often we'll do arterial studies, which is how well your arteries work. We'll do venous studies, how well do the veins take the blood back to the heart, especially of the lower extremities where we see so many of our wounds. So... It's interesting because Hillogics for us as Trinity Health of New England is is across the board. So it's at our St. Francis and it's at Mercy. Yes. But I go in every market and what I see is the success of the St. Mary's market. What makes what makes that happen here? A spectacular team approach. So we had our CEO of Hillogics down here today, as a matter of fact. And I was talking to him and he said to me, our most productive centers and our best centers has a team approach. And what you do here is you and your nurse manager, your program director, and you, the medical director, are all on the same page right. and you talk frequently. And we interact with the nurses every day and we discuss cases and all the docs are open to opinion we also, because we're in a hospital where we work collaboratively so well, mm -hmm. if I have an infected wound, a patient, let's say a diabetic patient with a bone infection, right. the first thing I do is call infectious disease mm -hmm. and say, okay, and this is what I got, and this is what grew out on the culture, and this is what we see on PATH. What are your recommendations for antibiotic treatment? Because I really don't want to run that. Right. 
that's not my area of expertise. So to work with the infectious disease personnel who say, we will watch the patient with you, we'll put them on the antibiotics, whether it's through intravenous at home or an oral medication, and then they will monitor the blood work on an every two week basis that we have to do. So that's an area I don't even have to think of. Right, but it's a collaborative team and you have them right there. It's a team approach. Right. And if I have a vascular wound, I have no problems getting my vascular studies done there. Right. And they'll either go to one of the vascular physicians in the community or into interventional radiology to fix the problem right away. So it's that collaboration Infectious disease physicians will come down to the center to see the patients right. and say, let me see the wound. How are we progressing? What's going on? If they can't make it down every week, I've done photos and sent the photo and saying, here's where we're at. Yep. Um, and it works very well when you have that kind of great working atmosphere yeah. in a group in a hospital setting, even though we're under Hillogics, they are more than willing to come in and look at us. I have the two surgeons in the center or anyone else that if I need surgical procedures, I just say, this is what you gotta do. I'm not a surgeon, they will take it over and they'll send it back here when they're done. You know, it's interesting because I've known the Wound Center, of course, the whole time um, you've been existent. So we're saying 18 years now. Yes. So we should need to do a big party in a couple of years. So you can't fully retire until that happens. But looking at it, there's a bunch of different disciplines that for physicians that participate in there. So you do have your surgeons. Now you're an emergency room doctor, and I know we had a couple of primary cares over time that participated in there. But you all follow the same approach. Yes, we really work under the same guidelines. Everyone approaches everything a little differently. That's called the art of medicine. But we really approach patients and follow guidelines that have been set down and have been proven to heal wounds. Now, every individual is different. Mm. And I say to patients, we're going to try this product. If it doesn't work, we're going to switch it. Because not every patient responds the right. same way. Right. And some people will say, oh, this burned me. Not burned, literally burned, but it feels like it's burning my skin. All right, let's stop it and switch to something else. So that's part of the benefit of seeing patients on a weekly basis. Mm. It's not whether we see you today and I'll see you in a month. Right. I will see you next week. I want to know how it's coming along and whether it's improving. And if it's not, What do we need to do? And let's talk about your diet. And let's talk about getting your diabetes under control. Because no matter what I do, if you don't have good protein intake Mm -hmm. and you don't have your diabetes under control or you don't offload the wound, which means, you know, if you're walking on a wound and you don't get off that wound, you will not get better. I can't make it better. It's impossible. If you have a you know, wound on your lower backside or on either cheek of your buttocks mm-hmm. and you don't roll side to side every two hours, the wound's going to continue to break down. There's nothing we can do. And that's an interesting point you just brought up, too, because you just said your backside. Sometimes people don't see that. 
Right. People aren't realizing that those are wounds. I mean, we're thinking of the more obvious, of course, on our limbs and our lower. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Johnny. I'm walking. I'm so excited <laughs> that I'm moving away from the mic. But we're, you know, our our extremities are what you're thinking. You know, your feet, your your lower legs, your upper legs, whatever. You're thinking that's where the wound is going to be. But you know, a lot of times it's on those pressure points. Pressure points are one of the biggest areas of wounds. The other major, I mean, if we look at the breakdown of the etiology of wounds, certainly diabetics are first and foremost. The diabetic foot ulcers are one of the most frequent types of wounds we see. And especially, people will say, why? Well, diabetes is a very tough disease, and especially if I'm not controlled, will produce changes on the nerves and the arteries of our body. So what happens? Well, one, diabetics frequently have what we call neuropathy. Mm -hmm. They don't feel their feet. And they can walk on a burning hot surface and not even know it. They could fall asleep on a heating pad and not know it. Mm -hmm. And so they are prone to more wounds. Also, if you don't have good blood flow, you're not gonna heal well. So we need blood flow in order to heal the wound. We need you to be able to get off the wound in order to be able to heal the wound. The first thing I say to my diabetics, first thing I look at when they walk in is, what color socks are you wearing? And they all look at me like I must be crazy. (laughs) And no, there's a very good reason. If you're diabetic and you have neuropathy and you don't feel your feet well, then you will not know that you have a wound on the planter or the bottom portion of your foot could be for weeks or months. Mm. And if you wear black socks every day and no one's looking at your feet, there's blood on there. You you will not know that there's blood on that sock. But if you wear a white sock and you take it off and you go, ugh. I don't know what it is, but I don't like the looks of this. <laughs> That's all I have to hear. Then come on in because we've right. got to see you. But on a black sock, you don't see anything. You're not paying attention. It's not that they're not paying attention. They don't see it. They don't see it. They just don't see it. So I've told patients who say, I, I, I'm not wearing white socks. Okay. Yeah. Then put on a little white pad underneath the little quarter sock that we call them right and then put on whatever color you want over that i'm okay with that but just so you know because you do have that neuropathy and not only diabetics but you know i think of my husband but the side that he has no feeling on correct after a stroke you know i check that right foot like a crazy person because he wears a brace because you as a nurse know i have to check it not everyone checks it i know and then you know you get people who don't even realize they've been lying on that one side. Some who are elderly, some who are not, but develop these large open wounds on their coccyx, the low back area, or on their buttocks, or on their heels, which is very frequent. And they don't realize it until it becomes a big issue. And unfortunately... Especially as we age, and especially when we don't eat as well, and especially when we don't take in the protein we should Mm -hmm. take in, those wounds that start off very light and easy, like that, in a nanosecond. They flip. They flip, and there's suddenly these big gaping wounds, and you go, I don't know where it came from. You mentioned protein a lot. 
let's educate the listeners about the importance of protein and why it's so important. Well, protein, it's important for a lot of portions of your body, but in wound healing, it's what allows the body to truly develop new skin or new subcutaneous tissue or tissue under the skin. It helps in the healing process. So if you are low in your protein, your albumin and your prealbumin are low, your healing process is really slowed down. I have this wonderful elderly woman who had an ulcer, has still, but it's almost healed in the low back area. And I said, all right, do you eat protein? She looked at me like I had three heads. No, of course not. So I have a particular protein powder I like, so I always recommend it. But I say I don't care which one you use. I now have her on protein powder, her son on protein powder, his wife on protein powder. Wow. Because they go, hey, this is good stuff. And I don't recommend stuff I don't do. Right. So I have either my smoothie with protein powder in it or fresh fruit with protein powder Sprayed on it every single day. To get enough protein. I definitely do. You definitely do. I definitely do because I add, and besides that I eat healthy, but you know, you got to go to your chickens and your other types of foods that are rich in protein to help you heal. Without it, you're just not going to heal. You know, and the seniors don't digest animal protein as well. That's correct. You know, so because of that, it's harder for them. So they tend to get away from it. I know my mom is... She gets heartburn for certain things, you know. She absolutely. You know, so she'll steer away from it, and she'd rather have a bowl of ice cream at night because that goes down really good. I like ice cream too. Uh, so who am I to say well, no that's to why ice you cream? See my mom a lot. I right? know, but you know, who am I to say no to ice cream? No. I love ice cream, but that doesn't mean that's all I eat. No, you've got to have. That's your dessert. That's just, after the fact, right? But it's so true. I think that's what our seniors do, and a lot of them that are living alone, they don't want to cook a meal. Correct. Right. So, you know, that nutrition piece is so huge. So, but that's not the only population you see. You see wounds, you know, uh, we've talked a lot about diabetic patients, but what's some of the other things that you see? Well, in the wound center, we will see diabetics, as I said, is first and foremost. Arterial wounds are very high up there. Unfortunately, we have a population that still smokes a lot. Um, I'm very... Very anti-smoking. I will tell my patients who smoke, tell you what, give me that pack of cigarettes. Let's put it right on your knee, right there. Because if a year from now we can still place that pack of cigarettes on your knee, then either the leg goes or the cigarettes go. Wow. Because you're not going to heal that ulcer on the bottom of your foot if we don't stop you from smoking and get those arteries working. So arterial ulcers are very big. Venostasis ulcers, which means as we get older, remember the heart pumps the blood down everywhere in our body. Right. That's a pumping mechanism. If you have arterial disease, that means the heart has to work that much harder or you gotta go through calcified plaque to get it down there. And as you get into the foot, those arteries become arterioles. They're little tiny threads. Mm. And I, you know, I tell my patients, think of a river. When you got a little tributary going off to the side, it's not the same as the river. Right. You put a stone in the middle of it, nothing's getting past it. So that's how the blood gets to our body. It comes back by a series of veins, which are like flippers on a machine, just like playing pinball. 
But as we age, all of us, those flippers don't work always as well. And they become what we call stenotic or slower to move. And then the blood pools in your lower extremities because gravity then works against us. They don't really help us. And so our blood pools lower, which is why people will come in and the lower half of their legs have a reddish stain, Mm. which is what we call hemosiderin staining or the iron staining from the blood that no different than in the pipes in your house. If you have high iron in your water, it bleeds off into your pipes. And if you were white plastic, they're going to become red. <laughs> and it's the same That's type a great of analogy. System. That's a great analogy. Now, if you walk into the wound center or if this was TV, yeah. everyone in the wound center, all of the nurses and myself included, we all wear compression socks. Mm. Why? Because we stand on those hard cement floors all day long. And it really helps in the swelling of my legs. So it keeps them from swelling. From swelling. So we do compression. We do, if you can wear socks, we tell them to use them. But if not, there's many other. So that's the second system. The third system in the body is the lymph system. We all have lymph nodes. We all know when we have swollen glands. But again, the lymph system is the same in the lower extremities. If it doesn't work well, if those little tiny... Flippers in there aren't pushing the lymph up. Your legs will swell. And you get what we call lymphedema, which is not the arteries, not the veins, but the lymph system. And while we don't have procedures yet to fix that, we do have compression devices that we can use. And that makes a real difference in people's lives. For patients that have neuropathy, their feet are sometimes painful. Their legs, they have that that pain in their limbs and sometimes those stockings are painful for them yeah it becomes a pins and needles sensation stockings may be too tough although it depends upon the highness of the compression what level you're using but there are other things on the market there are these things called ready wraps Mm. which is just a light black stocking we put on surrounded by a velcro wrap Mm. that you can you know put on pressure or take off there are the lymphedema pumps, mm. which is like a suit you get in. Right. And it literally, I love the sensation because when I had my knee replaced, it, I used it in physical therapy and it feels like a massage on your lower extremities. It feels great. I need to talk to you. Rich is going to have his done in September. Maybe uh, we do that for him. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's great. There's nothing. Wow. I loved it. Um, so there are many other products on the market that we can use that don't produce the pins and needles. The other thing I tell people is when they say, I can't get a compression sock on, and some guys have looked at me a little crazy, but they've done it, is I tell them to buy women's knee highs. (laughs) Because you can wear a knee high, which is a nylon knee high, it only comes up to the knee. And then when you put the sock on, you're rolling it over a nylon. Oh, to make it easier. Yes, rather than the nooks and crannies that are in our skin. We're like English muffins, right. <laughs> our lower extremities after yeah. a while. So it's hard to pull it up over skin. Yeah. It is not to get it over nylon. Now, I'm still able to do it, so I haven't gotten my knee highs yet, but <laughs> I have had patients who now swear by them. Wow, that's excellent. So 
there's those wounds. Then there are, of course, traumatic wounds. Right. Which we see a number of. Uh, we will tell patients, you know, if they go into the emergency department and have a big trauma, we, we will see them. Come upstairs. We're more than happy to take care of you. Yeah. And the reason is we're going to see you every week, sometimes more often than not, right. if we have to. But to get you upstairs and into this holistic center where everything's going to be looked at. And, you know, if you're a diabetic and haven't seen a doc, we're going to set you up with a doc. And, you know, I, I'll i tell you, and I, we, we had this conversation as we were waiting for this show to start. I don't, my mother doesn't even waste time anymore. Right. She cuts herself, she calls Maureen, and she gets in. There's no reason to go through your, I mean, I'm big at calling your primary care doctor. They're going to get a report anyway. Right. No, they They're all get a, get a report. report. Most, of my, the, most of them that I work with, I'll call if I have any issues right. and let Absolutely. them know. But they get reports on a weekly basis. Some have said, stop at all these pages that you're sending me. <laughs> um, but they, you know, they're more than happy to see them come over to us. So there's the traumatic wounds. There's the post-op wounds that mm -hmm. sometimes don't heal very quickly. We're very good on let me see those right away. And you could see those, and, and I know you've been called in-house to go see patients in, in the hospital themselves. Yes, we right? have. But, you know, our surgical staff sees a lot of them. What we tell them is just send them down afterwards. We've had a lot of burns come in. Mm -hmm. uh, I just saw one of my burn patients today. So that there's many different etiologies to wounds, but the biggest thing is how can we get you into the center? Right make the call and get you seen because it can be life-saving. Absolutely. You save a limb. You save a limb, you can save a life. Save a limb, save a life. So on one of the patients I mentioned earlier, mm. uh, had they amputated her legs, her morbidity mortality was through the roof. And now she has her life. She has her life. She walked out of the center and... I think she's on her way to Florida soon. So. Good for her. You know, one of the one of the things you know I I kind of wanted to to highlight tonight and and go down the road of is you know we're talking about these treatments. Maybe we could talk a little bit about what some of the treatments are. What are some of the typical treatments you do? We could say for one of the diabetic patients. Well, we will see them and debride them every week. We also have many products on the market. So I'm not a big fan of just saying, because it looks red, let's put you on an antibiotic. Right. Um, I'm not. If I think there's infection, that's different. But there are products such as collagen, which is a stimulator of the synthesis mm. of our cells. And that works very well. Wounds live or die because they are of the right humidity. If they're too dry, it's no good. If they're too wet, it's no good. So the most frequent product we probably use is collagen with hydrogel, which is a moisturizer and a non-stick adhesive. We also use a product called calcium alginate, which is like a seaweed. So if you have a deep ulcer, we'll pack it in because if a wound sits in our fluid or blood or what we normally secrete out of our cells, that's not good for a wound either. Right. So we have to go after those in that way. And those are the two biggest, but there are a lot of products that contain silver, mm -hmm. 
Mm. Silvadine is one of the things we use a lot on burns because it decreases bacterial concentration at the site of the wound. I can't believe we're still doing that. Silvadine is a great medication. Yeah. It's never changed. But we also will use Bactroban, which is an anti-staph medication, um, directly on wounds as well. There are, and then there are, um, you know, even more holistic products such as MetaHoney and MetaHoney Alginate, which is a product that really derived from honey. So there are new products that constantly come on the market, as well as what we call, if you qualify, skin substitutes. Mm which is truly made from old skin or other products of, um, let's call it newborn sometimes, that is made into a product that is placed into the wound and that promotes the synthesis of tissue in the wound. This is so, you know, I, I in my mind, I'm going back to my old days in ortho-neuro. We had so many patients in traction. Right. So many patients in traction that were in bed with these weights on their legs forever in a day. And the only way to check them or check their bottoms were them to pull up on a trapeze, which was a right. contraption over the bed, and you check their bottoms. And a lot of the patients that were younger, of course, did really well because they would routinely pull themselves up and down. But our older patients would not. And we had many patients that would end up with a bed sore or an ulcer. And we on the floor as nurses were treating those and we were packing those. Right. Just as you're saying. So it's taking me back today. Now, were we as successful as healing as the wound center? No. No. By no means. We, number one, didn't have the products. Plus, we didn't have that specialized training. But you're also preventing progression at that time. We were. Which is all we care about because right. you know medicine has evolved over time yeah uh, you know one of the downsides of covid infection and hospitalizations besides of course the mortality and the death but has been those that have survived but you spend four weeks in an icu oh, yeah. you're gonna more than likely come out with some kind of bed sore yeah there have also been certain vasospasms of the artery system that has created necrotic appendages. So we've had people who've lost their fingertips or their toes from COVID. Are these people with comorbidities to begin with? They may have had diabetes. They may have had some peripheral arterial disease. Mm. They may just be unlucky. Right. So if they were smokers, that's not very good. So we look at all these aspects. And then, of course... There is another part of the wound center called the hyperbaric oxygen area. And people always say, ooh, what the heck is that? <laughs> and I don't like that. It looks, you know, I guess it's like a coffin. No, it's not. Uh, we use single chambers rather than multi-people chambers. Some places do have where two or three people. Ours are all glass enclosed. Most people tolerate it very well. If they're nervous, I will write them a prescription to keep them calm. But if you meet criteria, what hyperbaric oxygen does, very simply put, gives you 100% oxygen at different atmospheric pressures. So we're forcing an increased oxygenation concentration down into the area where you weren't getting good blood supply. And... uh, Again, our most frequent patients are diabetic patients, 
Um, I should be discharging one next week because he's done remarkably well, considering they originally talked to his family about taking off his foot. Wow. And he's now about to heal. The other area where it works spectacularly on is radiation injuries. Mm. So many more women than men, of course, who've had breast cancer and have had radiation therapy and then develop a wound can have difficulty in closing it. And we will put them into the hyperbaric chamber. It was originally used um, for dental procedures on osteoradionecrosis, people who had cancers, got radiation, and later on developed problems with their teeth in order for them to be extracted and get new teeth, they would be placed into the chamber for 20 days, get the procedure, and then, then go in for another 10 days. But we've been using it for radiation injuries. It also has a great purpose for people who've had radiation for bladder cancer, people who've had radiation for colon cancer, especially of the rectal area where you develop a radiation proctitis mm. or radiation cystitis. And, you know, you talk about urinating every 20 minutes. That is not yeah. a fun way to live life. So what is a typical course for hyperbaric therapy? Hyperbaric oxygen treatment goes basically a minimum of 30 treatments. Okay. So that's every day for two and a half hours. Wow for six weeks. That's a commitment. It's a commitment. It is an absolute commitment. But if you talk to people who've done it and come out so much better on the other side, yeah. they're all for it. Do you have people that refuse it just because they don't have that time commitment? Yes. But then they don't heal as well or it takes longer to heal. Yeah, right? it may take longer to heal. But I've had people say to me, if I am qualified, I'll do it Immediately, because yes, it's a commitment, but wow, if I could heal right. and save my foot, absolutely. how much is that worth to you? Is that worth the time? Absolutely. Um, and I say, you know, you have to meet criteria and you have to at least, we have to make sure your insurance will cover it because right. it's too expensive to do on your right. own. Right. But it definitely has excellent results. We actually just had a patient who had sudden hearing loss from COVID. And that's now been written up in the journals of wow. people with sudden hearing loss in an ear from COVID infection. So we're learning more and more, unfortunately, about COVID and all the havoc it wreaks throughout our body, potentially. But it really does create certain problems that we think we can help treat. Wow. So... When do you decide a person is now a candidate for hyperbaric? Do you treat them first, or do you start the treatment at the same time you're doing? We have to make sure that they meet certain criteria. Okay. So if you're diabetic, you have to be what we call a Wagner's grade three, which goes down to bone. Okay. You can't just have a little tiny wound right. there. They will not cover that. But if you've been in the hospital and you've had a wound infection or a bone infection and we think you meet criteria, we will discuss it with you right away. And um, again, working collaboratively with the Department of Surgery in the hospital and the Infectious Disease Department and the orthopedic surgeons, they are very quick to call us and say, do you think they'll meet criteria and what can we do? It's funny you just said that because that's the line I was going to go down was orthopedics. 
Absolutely. you know, with the replacements, sometimes we will end up with a situation. I've had a number of replacements that have come to me for, and you know, infections where we've said, let's jump on this as rapidly as we can. Because you're preventing that systemic osteomyelitis. Uh, well, if I can keep a wound from getting infected, how yes, great is that? Absolutely. We've also had people who have come in from major traumas. This is more in the younger population yeah. with fractured uh, legs, as you know, yep. you've been there, yep. and have ended up with what we call a fasciotomy where their skin has swollen so much, their soft tissue has swollen mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. that they're about to compromise their arterial supply. Mm -hmm. So the surgeon's forced to open it mm -hmm. and literally fillet it open so that we can let that recede, oh but then they got end up coming to us to say, "Hey, help us close this wound now." Do you have? You know, I've talked. We've talked a lot about the limbs. Any? Do you heal any? Do you have, do anything with the abdomen, the chest? Oh, I'm seeing a number of patients yeah. with those as well. I mean, I right now I think uh, she's on for Thursday or Friday. Was a patient I was called to see in the emergency department, who you know just developed a non-healing wound from her uh, hysterectomy. Wow. And it was just a small little, but it just wasn't healing. And then, like any wound, got old. <sighs> Body said, let it sit. It's a little it. bit deeper and a little bit deeper. So they called me and said, would you take it upstairs? I said, absolutely. I called her OBGYN. He said, Absolutely, please take the patient. It's all up. yours. It's all yours. <laughs> it's all yours. Well, now she's four weeks out. Last week when I saw her, I thought she was going to heal out. She probably will tomorrow or the next day. So we will see those in no time at all. You know, it's, it's interesting because you say that our community docs know how well the wound center works. They're not hesitant to just hand, let's call Jacoby, he'll, he'll take Oh, well, care I, of I tell them, just send them. Yeah. Don't worry about a thing, just call me or call the wound center and get them over. Any one of us will see them. And I think what's happened is they've realized that it's become a specialty. It is a specialty. And you need the approach of not just one person in an office, that's so hard to do. Yes. But when you have the nurses working with you and other staff, and we're talking about everything else, and they call and they call the patient and check on the patient all the time, all the time. And all I, you time. know, and I've said to surgeons who don't work work there, I don't want to steal your patient, but send them to me to close the wound. I'm going to send them back to you. That's right. You're just taking care of. I the, I don't want anything to do with them after the wound closes, and I say that you don't have office hours outside the wound centers. If they don't no. have a wound, they're back. <laughs> if, uh, once that wound is healed, I'm done. You're done. Bye bye. Pleasure. <laughs> Call me again if you need me. Like my mother does routinely. Right, but that's my whole approach. I'm not stealing your patient. I don't have any private practice. Absolutely. Um, I lost my train of thought. There was something I wanted to ask you. So, when a patient. If we're talking about the general community right now out there, not a referral from a physician, what would you say to the general population about reviewing their body, understanding their pressure points, and when they should call? Well, I tell everyone, you know, if you're diabetic, as I said, wear the white socks, get your hemoglobin A1C under control, right. watch your diabetes, and if you start with a wound, call us. Do not sit on it. Do not let it go. Right. If you um, smoke and you have developed a wound, be very careful and get in to see us. If you have swelling in your legs, 
get in to see us, especially when you have a wound. Yep. I also tell people, you know, be smart. Eat healthy. If your legs swell, well, then put them up at night when you're watching television or reading a book or doing whatever. Get them up on the couch because gravity, again, works against us. Gravity's great. We can all walk around, but it can work against us. And any of the wounds, we're more than happy to see. And I would then... You know, I've had um, recently a young female had a big cyst right at the top of her forehead that got infected. Mm. And they saw her in the emergency department, referred her up to us. We closed that. I called one of the plastic surgeons in the area. He said, happy to see her. She went over and cyst removed a couple of weeks later. And she's happy as a lark. She's good to go. She's good to go. So... Those, you know, it's it's when you have an open wound that you just say, I'm not talking about, well, it's one day old. And, right, right. But you have this thing that you just doesn't go away. It keeps coming back. Or it's there. Doesn't or it's away. there. And, you know, I've had people sent to me that I've had this for six months. Okay. Six months. No change. I don't have an etiology. We're going to do a little biopsy of this wound and make sure it's not a skin cancer. Absolutely. Because that's the other kind of things we see. And if it is, I'm referring you right out. Yeah, absolutely. But you're able to look at it and do a biopsy of it. We'll do a biopsy right there. Yeah. You think it's a wound, but it could be something else. Could be something else. We can do the punch biopsy right there. So there are a lot of things we handle there. Again... I always advocate to call your primary care physician, talk to your primary care right. physician. But if you have a non-healing ulcer or a non-healing wound, they really should be seen. And as I say, with 7 million people with chronic wounds right. and only 1 million being seen, that's a lot of people not being seen. A lot of people not being seen. I think people walk out of the door of our hospital every day that could be coming back. Oh, absolutely. For wound care. And, you know, a lot of our patients do return because they do have underlying disease or disorders. And if they call us, we see them right away. We see almost everyone within 24 to 48 hours. You've been doing this a really long time. And I know you've seen changes in the way therapies are. What what do you think is new coming up? What do you think is new for wound care? Is there anything coming down the pike that may change the way things are done? Well, I always think there's new products coming out on the right, market right. all the time. Right. There's new methods to do compression mm. of the lower extremities. Uh, one of these days, we're going to develop you know, something to fix lymphedema. You know that's coming. The, there's so much else that's out there and so many new products and so many new ways to check a wound and handle a wound that I just think it's a, a field that opens every day. What makes us different? The Wound Center at St. Mary's? I would say, honestly, it's the staff. Mm. St. Mary's has always been a very caring hospital. I mean, I've been there 42 years, as I said. That's a long time. Yes, we've gone through a lot of changes, doesn't everyone? A lot of changes, a lot of people. But we're still there. We're still there. But it's a very caring institution. And I think the Wound Center takes that to the highest level that it can. The staff is great. They truly understand the patients. 
They will do anything they can for patients. I mean, I had a patient who was a very unfortunate paraplegic who was admitted to the hospital and then sent to me because he had two ulcers and his buttocks and this and that. And he was in an extended care facility for a while. And I, of course, he's a young kid, so we would talk sports and basketball and football. And I told him I'll be away for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going out to where I went to school in University of Wisconsin. And, oh, yeah, I watched those guys play football. <laughs> so I bought him a Wisconsin shirt. And then we found out it was his birthday. And so the staff bought him a cake and got him other presents. And when we wheeled him in to sing happy birthday, he literally started with tears in his eyes. And he said, I have to tell you something. I'm 42. This is only the second time in my life I've had a birthday party. Oh, my goodness. Now, when you see staff that does that, if that's not going after to heal the whole patient, I don't know what is. So he probably wears now more Wisconsin gear than anyone else (laughs) anywhere. But uh, he's got his hat. He's got his shirts that I bring him. So, you know, that's a... That's that's why I think that's that, what sets us apart. That's how it always was at St. Mary's, and it, it, and you know, it has gotten harder to be that way. But it, not in the wound center. But not in the wound We're center. We're an independent it's island, right there. It's almost like you have a bubble around you. Correct. And I think it's because you have this staff that's consistent. You don't Correct. have a lot of movement. You have a lot of solid players there that are dedicated to that mission. Not that they aren't in any other unit in any other hospital Correct. around us, but your bubble is your specialty. Correct. And that bubble is your dedication and the way you care for your patients. You've been able to manage that and the fun. You think you can't have fun treating a wound, but you definitely can. Well, we, we can have fun. We have Absolutely. some. You know, of course, we do because you well, have anytime to. you're involved. Listen, I've worked in the emergency department for 42 <laughs> years. Doesn't mean I haven't had fun. Um, I think it's important to treat the whole patient, and I think when staff goes out of their way to do things like that, when you have patients hugging mm. the staff or the staff hugging the patients, saying, "We just love you, and mm. we really care about you." So call us if your wound comes back. We actually have now the healing bell that they ring when they leave. We call it, you graduated from our program. And the smiles on their faces is worth everything. Absolutely. You know, I I take the elevator right by the wound center to go upstairs. And Maureen's always out in the hallway. So now Maureen is your office coordinator. Correct. Right? She handles all the bookings, all the authorizations, everything that could be handled at an administrative level. Yes. That is our Maureen. But she's always out in the hallway when a patient is coming off that elevator and knows everyone's name, knows the family member's name, and she's she's just so welcoming. It's like, oh, you're at our house. Come on in. We've got it ready for you. Well, again, she's part of the staff. Yeah, she's incredible. So while I mentioned the nurses and the MAT and the HBO tech slash nurse Maureen is just as important to making sure that runs well. She's the door in. Yeah, she's that's the, the open door. She's see. the one who's setting your appointment. She's she's the person answering the phone. So, And then it comes from, you know, our program director and our Absolutely. nurse manager and goes all the way down. And, you know, I talked to Lisa 
every day. Lisa's incredible. So that when you have a staff that's always talking. Yeah, absolutely. And when I have a tough case, I'm the first one to say to someone else, so, so yeah. what do you think? Yeah. What am I missing here? What is something that I should be doing? And we talk to the nurses as a group. Absolutely. So that's what makes us successful. And as you said, there's communication back to the referring doctor All or the, the time. doctor that is the primary care doctor. All the time. There's constant communication. There's no way I want to practice in a vacuum. This is important that the primary care doctor knows exactly what we're doing. If someone, you know, I cultured and has a wound, I'm going to make sure the primary care doctor knows we got it under control. So I would say to the public, if you're listening and you're out there and you have an issue and you're concerned, give us a call. We're more than happy to see you. Absolutely. A family member, friend, you know, anybody in your life that you feel could benefit or has something going on that they've left untreated just call the Wound Center, and it's 203-709-3000. That's correct. Look at that. Not bad for an old lady. Not bad at all. Not bad for an old lady. So you can also go on a Trinity Health of New England's website, trinityhealthofne.org. You can type in Wound Center in the box. Um, a couple are listed. Make sure that you choose St. Mary's Hospital for the greater Waterbury community. We do have a Wound Center at St. Francis and at Mercy. So if you are in that listening audience, you can certainly check there. But if you check on the St. Mary's one, they can also help you with resources at the other ones. So it's 203-709-3000. And again, let's just highlight the docs that are there. Quickly. So myself, Dr. Jacoby, um, who this area knows probably pretty well. Uh, also, Dr. Uh, Palesti, one of our surgeons. Dr. Zarif, another one of our general surgeons. And uh, coming on board, Dr. Kukowski. One of our ED docs. That's the four of us. That'll be the four of you. Yes. And let's just highlight maybe our nurse manager quick, so they'll be seeing her there. Uh, no, well, we're hiring a new nurse manager. Nurse manager. She we have a program week. manager. Our program director, Lisa. who's Lisa Retallick, who ha- was our nurse manager and stepped up into the program director role. And doing an incredible job. She's the best. And really looking forward to some more outreach work with her. And I must say that the the staff overall is one cohesive great unit awesome doc i can't thank you enough my pleasure for joining me so again dr peter jacoby medical director of our wound center at st mary's if you want more information certainly our website as i mentioned trainhealthofne.org or you can call them directly 203-709-3000 have a great weekend i will be on vacation next week i will be back july 13th with our next show have a great night 